Hello everyone and welcome to Nerdy Boys Reviews. We're your hosts, I'm Nerdy Boy Christian. And I'm Nerdy Boy Scott. And this is Nerdy Boys Reviews, your nerd podcast where we talk about the new and old and nerd movies. Explicit content warning material on this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners of all ages. And spoiler warning, this podcast will be full of spoilery materials as well. So you have been warned. What's up, dude? How's it going? Yep. What is up, fam? Lam, lam. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, been a couple of weeks. So, uh, for sure. What, what's what's been going on? What's been happening lately? Oh, so much stuff, bro. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, man, uh, life has been pretty pretty good, especially this weekend. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a new car. Noise. Pretty, pretty, pretty happy, and I feel very blessed to uh, be in the position to be able to do such a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a little bit of background, like last year, you know, due to, due to my own doing, uh, you know, just like making like a lot of bad financial decisions and like, you know, just not doing what I should be doing. Right. Like, I was saying there like, a lot of financial, like, trouble and, like, debt, and, like, my car got repossessed, like, about a year ago, and this year has been, like, a super big struggle. You know, I've had, like, a lot of blessings this year, but, like, you know, with, like, the mountain of debt that I'm in, and then, like, not having a car, like, just was, like, it felt like I was hitting rock bottom, you know what I mean? Right. So... Like, pretty much, like, just being able to, like, build up and then, you know, save money and, and whatnot and just, you know, having faith uh, that, you know, everything is going to work out. Just everything ends up working out. I was able to get a car, uh, you know, went through a couple of different avenues and then finally got a car. And it, it's... Uh, it would be my suggestion to anybody out there that happens to be in like that same kind of predicament that I'm kind of describing. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has like is like badly in debt, challenge credit, but you know it's like holding down a stable job and like can actually afford to you know make payments on the car and stuff. It's just like you just you know happen to make some bad mistakes, kind of thing. Right. Uh, I would you know if you're like town or city or local surrounding areas had the CarMax. It's like a, it's a, you know, it's, it, it's a dealership like any others, but they like, I don't know. It's like hard to explain. It's like, it's like doing like car dealership, but like almost kind of like a rental place. Right. Like they just have like a huge assortment of like used cars. I think they do have new cars too. Um, but, like, because of, like, how they're set up, they have contracts with, like, various, like, bank lenders. Mm-hmm. And, like, it makes it very easy for people who have good fare or challenge credit to get a car. And it's, like, a super simple process. Like, literally, this is a process. You go in, you meet with one of the representatives, and there's, like, a thousand of them littered in there, you know? And it's, like, you, you know, you're always going to be helped. And you pretty much, they, you know, they give you their card with, like, their personal number on it. You go out to the, the car lot, and you go pick out the car that basically you want to test drive and you want. Mm-hmm. You call them up, they'll bring out the keys, they'll test drive it, 
you know, uh, you'll go back with that person and like, they'll show you everything that they're inputting. And like, that's probably one of the best things about Carmack is like, you don't feel like you're getting dipped around because I don't believe like the settlement no commission from mm. my understanding, like they don't make commission. So it's like, they have no reason to oversell you on a car. Right. To be honest, like, I'm sure like it's like some sort of scheme of some sort. I don't really know how it works, but like, it's just like, you know, being able to see like the bank lenders offers and stuff. And, you know, you can go there with zero down. You'll probably have a way higher payment if you try to do that. You know, I went in with some money down and I was able to, get, I got two offers. Like one of the bank lenders wanted way more money than I could have ever afforded. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, had to deny that one. And then, so I took the second option, you know, waited around for maybe like 30 minutes, signed papers. Anybody that's ever bought a car will know, dude, paperwork sucks, dude. It always takes hours, right? We were done in 10 minutes for paperwork, dude. Mm. Yeah. Not even joking, dude. It took 10 minutes. He, he quickly explained, he's like, if you don't understand something, if you want to know more about a section that I'm trying to explain to you, you need to stop me. You need to explain. You need to, like, you know, say, slow down, this, this, and this. But, you know, he just like saying, this is this section, this is what you're signing, you know, and, you know, you're quickly just going through it pretty much, dude, and it's like, it's a much more condensed version of, like, what the, you know, you'll deal with with the car dealerships, like, that you sign, like, the same thing, like, a thousand times, it seems like. Yeah. They, they cut out all that excess fat, it seems like, of, like, signing a lot of the same documents that are, like, literally telling you the same thing, but you're just signing it again and again and again. But I, it seems like they cut a lot of that out. It was super quick. They even, like, detailed and washed the car. They gassed it the pool for me. Like, it was a super dope process. So, like, anybody looking for a car, honestly, dude, I would recommend Carmack. Dude, you'll be able to get something there. You'll, and I'm pretty sure you'll find something that you like there, too. Right. So, well, I was able to get a, a, a 2010 uh, Toyota Corolla, and we really wanted to stay in the Toyota. Yeah. Uh, brand and that's just because like they last forever they're such reliable cars and you know with the baby coming in like a couple weeks yeah like, that was just like that's what we wanted to do so. yeah definitely need something reliable like the, the only time i really had like a long paperwork process buying a car was my first car when when i got my fiat that took a while and I remember, like, it, right. w- it wasn't even the paperwork that took a while, but remember they had to sit there for, like, an hour or something to, like, waiting to do the paperwork. Like, Dude, well, you know, it's funny, dude. You know, I went to a regular dealership the day before I went to CarMax, mm-hmm. right? And I went to a Toyota dealership, uh, you know, and they really made it seem like they were going to be able to get a deal done for me. Right. And they were just like, well, they kept asking if I had a cosign. I kept asking them, no, I don't have a cosign, and all this stuff. And basically, the, the short of the story is like they're like, met, like they're like, well, can you come back? We need a wheel and deal uh, with the bank lender. Like they want to be able to accept it, but they need a car that matches their criteria that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, understandable, right? So next day, pretty much just over and over again, you know, get calls from them saying, oh, give us more time, give us more time, all this stuff. Dude. It hit like twelve thirty, and I was like tired of waiting because we stopped hearing from them. Yeah, and we're just like, they're like, oh, you're gonna have to wait till Monday now, and it's like, we're just saying like you're gonna get a deal done today, so and then 
I was just like, all right, I'm going to go shop somewhere else while we're trying to do that. And he's like, I understand. And, like, he didn't even try to stop me, dude. I was just like, okay, that tells me they had no deal in place. There was not going to be a deal. <laughs> I think they were just hoping that I lost interest. <laughs> yeah, well. Which I did. I was just like, you know, I'm not going to wait around, waste my time, waste my whole weekend that was like, predicated on getting a car. <laughs> yeah, was, was that in Folsom? Yeah. Let me, let me so, t- like, I went to Elk Grove Toyota, mm-hmm. which is a family-owned one. Right. And, like, they were even stricter, you know? And okay. they told me, they're like, oh, you should go to Folsom Lake Toyota because they're not a family-owned one. And mm. so it really seemed like I was going to get a deal, right? And, like, mm. they really made me feel like I was going to get a deal, which was kind of disappointing. But it is what it is, and everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I know not every, not all our listeners are going to be, like, religious or whatever, but I personally am. And, dude, I just, like... Yeah, like straight up give like the glory to God, man. Like I feel so freaking blessed and I really feel like everything happens for a reason. Cause like I sat there and prayed and prayed and prayed yeah. and I was like telling them, I was like, you know, if there's no way, make a way for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just kept faith and I believed and I believed and lo and behold, bro, there's like no way for Cleo to do it. And then boom, there's a way from Carmack. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like those little things where it's like, damn. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, we ended up. We had to anyways, go. Anyways, anyways, I don't want to get too much into that stuff. Right. Yeah, we had to yeah. go to um, Kia in Elk Grove because my fiance. Yeah, that's right, guys. I got engaged since last time we podcasted. Oh, oh, oh. Um, freaking dropping bombs. Married boys are making moves. Twenty nineteen, <laughs> yeah. the best years of both of our lives. Yes. So uh, my my hey, fiance, her car has been running like sluggish. And it's like a, about 60k uh-huh. miles, so we're like, "What the hell is like going on? Like maybe it needs a tune-up or something." So we took it in for like a 60k service, and like they're like, "Okay, you know, we'll, you, you know, this is all that's included." And then we're like, "Oh, does it need a tune-up? Because it's been running like sluggish." We're like, no, it shouldn't need a tune-up to like a hundred thousand. And they're like, "But we'll check out, like, see what's wrong with it." And then so this took them like you know three and a half, four hours, and then. Um, they said, okay, so um, we we saw, like, the service record from when you took it to the one in Folsom, the key in Folsom. And they said they, they collected money on a recall saying that they updated your computer in your car, but they didn't do it. And they said, we did it, and your car runs fine now. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I don't know what the, what the fuckeries that's going on in Folsom, but, uh, like, Dude, that's how it's sketch, bro. That's yeah. really sketch, man. I would, I would, you know, if I was in that predicament, bro, I would mark it over there, bro. I would have, first off, I would have had whichever Kia dealership you went to, the service uh, department, I would have them notated that, too. Yeah. Like, records indicate Folsom uh, updated the computer, uh, you know, software or whatever it be. Yeah. And, you know, like, you should keep records of that kind of thing because, when something like this happens, you can now, like, go back and, like, get a reimbursement from them. Like, you didn't even do the work you claimed you did. Right. Like, you should have kind of robbed me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, that, because when you said, like, when I, that's why I asked if you went to, like, the Kia, Toyota, because I don't know if, like, it's a whole, like, I don't know if it's, like, that area that, like, is always, like, well, you know, we can do this, and then they just don't do it, you know? But. Right, yeah, I don't know, man, dude, that's crazy. 
Right. Yeah, I would not. I was not expecting you to say all that. <laughs> yeah, um, but but dude, but like the big news, though, you got engaged, bro. Yeah, yeah, we moved. Congratulations, and everybody listening, make sure you uh, hit Ready Boy Christian up on Twitter, and you know, say congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, I tend to think of a better guy that deserves such an amazing occasion to celebrate thanks yeah well yeah. uh I'll, I'll let you know when uh the engagement party is <laughs> because i'm sure we're gonna have one of those and um yeah like but yeah, it's, it's a it's it's exciting not so exciting and we moved and now we are in a new place which i guess is like you know kind of exciting but moving sucks and i hate it and it was raining and it took me three days um and yeah so boo well but the thing is is like I mean, without, like, disclosing, like, where, you know? But, like, at least you're closer to work, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm closer to work. Which is, work. like, a good thing. And I feel like where you lived before, like, it really wasn't, like, the best. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, which is nothing new for us. I mean, we lived off Mac for the longest. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, downtown is, like, no better, especially, like, the bottom population. Yeah. And, like, you know, I mean, like, off when we lived off Mac Road, all it was is, like, crazy people at the gas station late at night like causing issues and shit but like when we lived in midtown like dude like, like you feel like there's like an actual chance for you to get mugged yeah <laughs> well like and the like, way his like apartments were was like the freaking parking lot was in the back of an alley dude yeah and it's just like that's so sketchy this well, is like how complex you start <laughs> even on like the main city street my girlfriend where she parked she got out of her car one day, and there was someone literally shooting a heroin like on the street right next to her car. Like, it's just crazy. Like the homeless problem in Sacramento, but that's not, that's not what we're here to talk about, guys. Um, oh yeah, did we even announce what we're even talking about? No, no, not yet. But it's you know it's in the title of the podcast, obviously. But we're here to talk about the Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, full of full of spoilers here for you guys, and yeah, uh, full I, of spoilers. I repeat, full of spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, dude, you guys should pause this podcast, go to your nearest cinema, and freaking watch it, and then come back and join us again for the discussion. And join us in on Twitter. You can always reach us at Nerdy Boys Reviews. All right. Twitter. Yeah. So. I mean, coming into this movie, obviously, like, there's a lot of people that had a bad taste in their mouth from The Last Jedi and stuff, and other people who loved The Last Jedi, so, you know, it's it's classic case of Star Wars fans hating each other and hating everything else, um, which, I mean, whatever, you know, that it is what it is, um, but this is one of those things where, like, I don't know, there's, like, the kind of this revisionist history of Star Wars, where people are, like, wanting to know what George Lucas would have done, right? And the thing is, like, I don't know if people forget, but George Lucas sold Star Wars because the fans literally tore him up so much that he felt like they don't care about his his vision of Star Wars. That's why he sold it. So... This right. whole this whole thing. Well, I mean, I think I think I've, fandoms are such a fickle thing, dude. And 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 you know, on the on the subject of fandom, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to go on a quick rant, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you don't have a history of like reading the books 
or reading the comic books or whatever, reading, you know, watching a, a previous, like, installment of a movie or whatever, doesn't mean you cannot go and watch said movie or TV show and still have an intellectual opinion about it. Exactly. So the reason I mentioned this, dude, is because my girlfriend, dude, I was, I was so mad about this, dude. It wasn't even because it was my girlfriend, you know? It was because the indignant, like, statement of this person, dude. And I don't remember, like, the exact statement. It's going to be, like, a paraphrase kind of of it. So basically, it was about the new Witcher series on Netflix, right? Uh-huh. And there were, like, there was, like, some, like, article that was, like, claiming it to be the new Game of Thrones, right? Right. So my girlfriend, you know, who is a, a very, you know, avid Game of Thrones, um, viewer fan was like the, the Witcher is nowhere near uh, as good as the Game of Thrones. I was like, she's like, the Witcher was like all over the place, and and then she said, from what my brother told me, it's based off of a video game or something like that. And she right. said, lol. And this indignant jackass dude was like. Uh, basically you're saying, like, you need to get your facts straight. The Witcher is based off of a best-selling novel, so before you open your mouth about anything that you don't know anything about, why don't you do your research? I was so mad about this, dude. I went off on this fucking person, dude. I was like, I was like and, and it's funny because how I tied it in with Star Wars, dude. Right. I was just like, it was just funny, dude. I was like, going off, like, I was like, you know how fucking ignorant your statement is, dude? And I was like, basically telling them, I'm like, just because she doesn't know where the source material comes from doesn't mean that she can't have an intellectual opinion about said show, that she feels that, like, the beat to beat moments were, like, skewed, like, skewed and all over the place. And, you know, she had an opinion about that. And then she mentioned that her brother told her. Not that she was claiming to know that it was from a video game. It was somebody else told her that it was based off of a video game. And let's be honest, the only reason that this fucking uh, thing, uh, the, the Witcher series, even got a fucking series is because it's huge video game following. Right. So just to be like, it's based off of a novel. I'm sorry, dude, but I doubt that that fucking novel would have ever, ever gotten its own Netflix series because it's a best-selling how many how many every every new book is best-selling that's how they market right books. you know what I mean well, they claim it's a, it's a best-seller yeah the, the, I, you know? I, I, I read the fact that huh? I, I read the thread of you guys uh, arguing with this guy um, oh, you you read that? Dude, how so mad? I, I read dude. it because <laughs> yeah, no, he he was you know obviously like. I feel like Kanara just wanted to fuck with him after, like, you know, the second message he sent. And, like... Uh, well, yeah, because dude, she's, like, a huge Facebook troll, dude. <laughs> she kind of, like... She loves the fucking Facebook drama, dude. Right, yeah. But sometimes, like, people just, like, make, like, outlandish statements for her, dude, and I'm just like... So, like, sometimes, like, when I see it, and even if it wasn't her, you know, somebody else, and I still seen that statement, I was still would have said the same thing. Yeah. I mean the the fact that and, this the fact that this person felt some the need to say something in the first place tells me he has this kind of elite nerd mentality where 
like oh well exactly. if you blah 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 like to me like that's it's meaningless because the game is inspired by the book and the tv show is inspired by the book okay so the game which is inspired by the book is related to the tv series right so I, I don't really get what he's trying to say in the first place but if you're gonna say that if you're gonna yeah. correct somebody you know you say like if it was me which i'm not saying you have to be like me and that i'm correct or whatever you know anybody who might get triggered but like if it was me, I'd be like, "Oh, well, it was a it was a book series first, and then if Kanara or whoever said something, you know, like, oh, well, I, I was just saying what my brother told me, or whatever." I say, "Okay, no worries, you know, like, you know, you know, have a good day." <laughs> like the fact that he felt the need to continue to say something, like he was clearly like bothered or angry about something, and like, right, yeah, exactly, dude, and like felt that like because she didn't know where it came from, she wasn't allowed to have an opinion on it. Right. And then, like, that's how I tied Star Wars into, the, into that whole matter. And it was like, oh, my dude, that's like a huge, that's basically, like, the same thing that a huge following of, like, Star Wars elitist uh, fan base, like, does. Dude, yeah. Like, they feel like, if, if, if you haven't watched the originals, or, or if you haven't read the extended universe of books and comic books, that means that you don't know as much as them, and you cannot have uh, a clear cut opinion and stuff. And I was like, and that is what is completely wrong. Well, with most fans. Th- there's Star Wars fans that also believe if you enjoy the prequels at all, that you're not a Star Wars fan. Like, right. but but dude, it's Star Wars. Like, even if they're bad movies. Don't you love Star Wars for what it is? Like, aren't you going to still enjoy those movies? Which I, I don't really get. Like, Star Wars fans hate everything Star Wars. They hate the 1997 special editions of Star Wars. They hate the 2011 special editions of Star Wars. They hate the prequels. They hated The Force Awakens until The Last Jedi. And then they hate The Last Jedi and love The Force Awakens all of a sudden. Because J.J. Abrams set up so you know much. Is, right? So, so, I think we, I, we had some sub-conversations. And we both hit it like right on the head, dude. I don't remember where this conversation had took place or whatever, but I think it was you that had mentioned. So what happens, right? And and then uh, this is where I tie in that that the uh, uh, Star Wars like series and everything is so overly romanticized about like the originals that they're yeah. so great that they're so great that they're they're that fans put them on such a high level of a bar. You know what I mean? that it's impossible for anything to ever meet those expectations. So anything that's not the originals, people are never going to like. It doesn't right. matter how good the film is. It doesn't matter if it's a co- cohesive story. It doesn't matter if it's quintessentially Star Wars. It doesn't matter if uh, George Lucas wrote it, Tom, Dick, or Harry wrote it, or fucking Chanel down the street wrote it. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't matter because, because people overly romanticize and remember the original series for this brand, it's like the pinnacle of all like series, right? It's like yeah, what almost any any uh, trilogy is ever compared to and based off of and graded off of is the Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy, and it's just like damn, that's where you want to reach, right? But then the bar over time is just like raised, 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 raised. Nothing is ever going to meet that standard, never. Yeah, and I promise it. what it is is it's a small group of fans that are really, really loud, all right? And these are the same people that drove George Lucas to sell Star Wars. These are the same people that drove people off of social media after The Last Jedi and tweeted all this bad stuff about Ryan Johnson. Like, there's just this toxicity in the fandom. And and I know exactly where this conversation came from. It came from an article you sent me um, where J.J. Abrams was asked about the negative criticism 
of the rise of Skywalker. And he said, the fans that have negative thoughts and negative opinions, they're right. And the people who have happy thoughts and happy opinions, they're right too. They're all right. And what I said to you is that fans have elevated Star Wars to such a high and unachievable standard that Uh, nothing they ever do will ever please people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I remember it. I remember that that conversation happened. I don't remember how it happened or where it happened. I was just like, I don't remember it happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened just because right. of because of what J.J. Abrams said, and and I agree with him. Like people who didn't like this movie, their their opinions are valid, and people who loved it, their opinions are valid. All of our opinions are valid because we're fans. But when it becomes toxic, there's no room for conversation. You know. Right. And and that brings right. me because you know similar to what happened with with your girlfriend on Facebook, I posted on Twitter, just like, you know, hey guys, there's a lot of negativity and toxicity out there. Like, here's a here's a positive photo of me and my friends at Rise of Skywalker, you know, just, you know, sharing the love, whatever. And somebody commented on my shit and said, just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean they're toxic. And I agree with that person, but what the fuck does that have to do with anything I posted? Right, dude, I got so triggered, dude. I'm not even lying, dude. I got triggered by that dude posting that dude. I said something. I was like, what the fuck? Like, to me, this is a person who is, like, entrenched in the toxicity of arguing about Star Wars, probably, and thought my comment was about me arguing with somebody about Star Wars and how they disagreed, so they're toxic. But that has nothing to do with what I said. All I said is there's toxicity and negativity, so let's just be positive and share some love. And then he's like, because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean they're toxic. No, it doesn't. But right. when they when when the conversation devolves into just bickering and name calling and you know nobody's open to anything, or no no discussion. There's no discussion to have. So then it becomes toxic, and nobody needs that in their life. Like you know, we 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 live in a world where everything causes cancer: meat and cigarettes and alcohol and everything. You know what really causes cancer is toxicity. Like cut that shit out of your life. Pretty much. <laughs> But, uh, (laughs) see, this is what happens with Star Wars, though. We haven't even talked about the movie yet because there's so much that surrounds Star Wars that has nothing to even do with the actual films themselves. So, um, I guess we should get into the movie now. (laughs) So, what were your thoughts on this film? Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the movie quite a lot and you know as it sat with me the past like week and a half like you know I've I've realized yeah it does move kind of fast there are kind of plot holes and things like that but it doesn't bother me there are certain things that I'm just like really okay whatever um, which some people call fan service and I don't think it's fan service necessarily but that's what people want from these movies, isn't it? Like, isn't that why people hated The Last Jedi? Is because it didn't serve fans what they wanted enough? Like, I yeah. don't know. Again, you're never going to please everyone. Um, but, yeah. I mean, we can kind of go through some of the things that happened and talk about if we liked them or not. But what were your overall thoughts of the movie? See, this is one that I baffled me, right? Because it's like, reading the movie... I was fairly happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, okay, like, like, it is, like, interesting, you know, and, like, whatnot. But, like, and then, like, as soon as I started, like, deeply thinking about it, I was just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what the fuck is this movie? Ah. Uh. 
Because, like, okay, the number one thing, right? So, it's, it's so hard because it's like, you can enjoy something completely terrible, right? True. You can acknowledge it's terrible, but you can still enjoy it, right? But did I think it was good? I don't know. I, I don't know. I still maybe don't know exactly, and maybe this podcast is the thing that'll help me decide it. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where the movie is so beautiful and it looks nice and it feels cool and the music is great. So like you kind of get swept up in it, but then when you're left like thinking about it, you're like, yeah, why is Palpatine back? And, um, what's happening? Whoa, and, whoa, whoa, spoilers, spoilers, dude. Well, we did warn them twice. Just kidding. Because we already warned you fuckers. So suck my dick. Yeah. Like, I'm just kidding, guys. That's kind of toxic. It's, you know... <laughs> no, it's it's a joke. Okay, guys, don't get triggered. It's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, where, where I'm at is, like, you know, the, the movie itself, like, when you're watching it, it's fun, it's enjoyable, but then when you sit with it, like, okay, I don't agree with people who who said this movie is bad because they segregate all the black people and, and all the people of color and stuff to be the ground force and then all the other people are somewhere. Like, th- to me, that's all utter bullshit that people are inter- intersecting and interjecting into this bullshit. Like, I actually read this what? argument from someone we know on Instagram who was oh, saying, no. like, yeah, so... Oh, no. Um, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Is this person a cosplayer? Yeah, we saw them before the movie. Oh my god, no. Yeah. God, I haven't read those. Whatever they said, I haven't read that. Oh my god. Yeah. We, we won't reveal who it is. Though. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah but. Um, we don't want them to like, receive a bunch of hate and stuff. No, no. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, obviously it's all opinion. Like, I, I don't agree that, with that's it. That's bullshit, but... dude. Oh, okay, okay. And on that topic, right? This whole bullshit movement, and quote unquote, I call it a bullshit movement because I really don't believe there's a movement of fans, right? Mm-hmm. This whole hashtag where is Rose bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, Look, yeah. Ro- Rose served her purpose in The Last Jedi. She said her line that people either rolled their eyes at or were like, oh my God, that's sweet. Um, and whatever. But her purpose in the resistance as a whole. What is it? Like, Dominic Monaghan was in this movie. He barely had any lines, too. Who cares? Rose is not a main character. She doesn't have to be. Right. So people were like, dude, there was some, like, other bullshit that I read on this film, dude, regarding where is Rose shit. Dude, that, like, literally just (laughs) sent me over. I was just like, what? This is so ridiculous. Like, okay, first off, let me tell you guys something. Just because a character is introduced into a grander scheme story does not mean said character needs their own storyline. They need more screen time for the for the sake literally. Everyone's argument is literally for the sake of diversity, dude. And, like, it drives me crazy, dude. Like, I understand everyone wants to be represented, right? Everyone wants to be. But it's like, because they excluded Rose, dude, 
I don't see how people, first off, I don't understand how people could have felt such a deep connection of, like, resonance with the Rose character through one film that they felt that she was so misrepresented that that the the uh, the feminine uh, dynamic, the whole feminine like woman power shit, mm-hmm. was completely demolished by this, and the fact that you know she's a minority, that uh, because uh, you know she wasn't represented so well, like she didn't get all the same screen screen time that she received in the Last Jedi, means that like they somehow the movie is diminished. Right, and then there's this whole movement because people are so upset about Rose, right? It's like first off, her character's not that interesting. Right, her character is not that interesting. She does nothing innately special, right? Other than venture around and lust after fucking Finn, right? And let's be honest, all these movies really, what they really were about is a harrowing tale of a young lad curving these bitches just to get to rest. That's the true story right. of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think to be honest, like, part of what you're saying, like, is kind of true in the way that your enjoyment of this trilogy is going to largely ba- be based on how much you buy Ray, Finn, and Poe as a trio of heroes. Like, if you don't like them, you probably aren't, and you probably aren't very invested in this story at all. So. Right. They are the main characters, right? And then you have your main villainies. Right? right, that's like saying the guy who uh, um, that that turned out to be the traitor. Right, mm-hmm. that's like saying he should have got more screen time. Than he that's what that. That's how I feel about that. You know what I mean? It's like he's just a sub character. He's just a. You know what I mean? Right. And this movie, he's just a character in the greater scheme, doesn't mean that you know they need their own thing. And, and that's where I'm kind of going with this because there is. Um, some director or something that has already approached Disney about Rose getting her own series. And I'm not even kidding right now, dude. This no, I've heard of this. Yeah. I've heard of this. And I, I mean... think it's... What? What on earth? What on earth can her story <laughs> as a series that would make it remotely interesting other than if they change who she is and her significance and her importance which is impossible because you already see how the future plays out. Right. And, and you can't go, you can't go back and like make her of some, you know, significant importance, you know, because that doesn't work because you've already seen how it plays out. So your other option is to then create her character into something that she's totally not, you know what I mean? In the future. Right. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me because this is a movie that had a lot to do. It was two and a half hours long, and I'm sorry, we don't have time to just interject all this stuff with a character who who really isn't making much of a difference. What, do you want her to be part of our band of heroes? Like, it's not what... She never was. She never will be. I'm sorry. Like, this is not how it is. Like, she... People are, like, saying, like, how how uh, the, the, uh, the Rose and Finn love story was, like, incomplete, but it's like, you could tell. It's not a love story. He never liked her like that. It was never. It was a one-sided love story. Yeah, just like him and Ray. He loves Ray. Ray doesn't love him. Like it's just how it is. Like, oh, and like literally, it's just like it's so annoying, dude. It's so annoying, dude. 
I right. find it like beyond fucking annoying, dude. That, that that people feel so powerful about the fact that uh, a minority character and, and and a woman character at that that their screen time wasn't as significant or important as you know what it was in the last film. So that means that it, you know the the film is inherently discriminating against those people. Yeah, I mean, like, I, that's essentially what they're interjecting. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it's really fucking annoying. Like, I'm sorry, the only people I see actually complaining about this stuff are, like, simp simp men and, like, white women. Like, uh, I, I'm not saying that Asian women don't claim to want more representation, but I don't see it as often. So, I, like, right. is this some white guilt it's, thing? It's the social justice warriors, bro. And, like, I don't even buy into all those, like, labels and shit, dude. But it, it literally is those people that are infuriated about it. You know what I mean? Right, and you're gonna have the nobody people. Cares. Nobody cares. I fucking dude. I looked. I looked online, bro. Once I seen this article about Larry Road and, and how. Um, uh, oh, and, and by the way, this fucking article became it came from fucking comic book resources, bro. Of course. Another reason I can't fucking stand that fucking company. Dude. Of course, yeah. They. In their in their journalism, quote unquote journalism, right? They hold, <laughs> dude. They interject their opinions so harshly into yeah. their fucking writing, dude. It, it's just it's just an opinion piece, dude. But that's all it is, though. It's just that person's opinion into their writing, and it's just like, dude, that company, dude. Yeah. This is why we get our news from elsewhere other than comic book resources, even though they are a very reliable source of like news and everything but like they they paint the news with all their own opinions right and like you know what I mean? this is the thing right it's okay like to have that opinion but when you're so entrenched in this like world of having to argue with everybody you see online who disagrees with you and tell them why they're wrong and tell them why they're bigots and why they're sexist and why they're racist, like you just live in a pool of toxicity all the time and that's not good for you. Like you need to like I don't know, like it just doesn't and it logically the opinion doesn't make sense. Like this is not JJ Abrams saying, I hate Asian Asian women. I'm gonna Make sure she doesn't get screen time. Like, what? Where? Why would you ever think that? It doesn't make any sense. Like, and you're gonna have people who hate SJWs on the other side complaining that there was a woman stormtrooper because we heard one of one of the stormtroopers who was like a leader with a woman's voice, and you know they're gonna say, "Oh, it's feminism!" Ah, like, just shut right. up. Yeah, dude, you're fucking annoying, dude. I'm just sorry. I'm, I'm over it, to be honest. Yeah. Like, um, so. That's just one point, dude. And, like, it's like when I start thinking about the movie, it's like the less I like the movie. You know, and I think it was really, I think you kind of hit it, right? It was like, you. I got swept up in, like, the emotion of it being the end of the saga, right? And it, like, and it was so, like, stunningly beautiful, and the effects were great, and the music was great, and, you know, the acting was good, yeah. right? But then it's just, like, when you actually look at the plot, you actually look at the beat to beat moments, it's like, oh god, dude. It's like can you fucking just kill me, dude? <laughs> yeah, I think I think when you get more into it, like it does just move so fast, you can't really think about what's happening. 
But then when you are mm. left to think about it, you're like, well, this doesn't make sense, and this doesn't make sense, and what is happening? Right. Yeah. So, okay. And, like, so in, in case, like, you're just kind of, like, not really understanding what Christian is saying, the biggest issue with this uh, um, story is, is the pace of the story, right? It goes so fast that you literally have no time to digest what just happened or no time to build any sort of emotion about what happened, I think it's like ripped it away from you, right? So, for instance, the scene with Chewbacca, you think Chewbacca dies, right? Right. It ripped away from you two seconds later, dude. Two, like, anyway, they should have just killed Chewie at that point, in my opinion. It would have had a lasting impact. And then, I don't know if it was a joke or not, Oh, never mind, never mind. I, I just I just remembered why, because I think the original actor for Chewie died, right? Is that what it is? The original seen, actor. Like, the okay, yeah, okay, that's what it is. I was about to say, dude. Because, <laughs> like, I've seen this, like, little picture online with, like, R2-D2, I think, uh, Chewie, and Leia. They uh-huh. all have, like, hairs above their head. Yeah. Like, if they die, and I was like, what? I was yeah. like... <laughs> and I just realized, okay, never mind. Sorry, 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 sorry. That's kind of like a sub thing. But, yeah. Um, that's just like one of the many examples, right? Like, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just like, even when the movie starts, like, we're just like, all you know, the first five, ten minutes of the movie, oh, there's the Emperor, and like, okay. Like, and then all this stuff is happening with Leia and Rey, and we're just like, okay, what's happening? Like, cool stuff. Like, she's she's running around in a forest, and like, you know, like, you can't really blame them. They had to, like, work with what they had for, like, the Leia stuff, but you can tell it's, like, interjected in a weird way. Like, right. and, and then, like, you know, the, the lightsaber called to Rey in The Force Awakens, but in this movie, she gives it back to Leia, like, oh, I'll get it when, like, I I'm, I earned it, but, like, you already earned it, and, like, you did all the training on Octo with Luke, like, so why are you giving it back to Leia? Like, obviously, there was a scene that they filmed where she gave it to Leia and said that. I don't know, but, like, it doesn't really right. make sense in the in the in with the trilogy, you know? And so... Right. And then, like, with the Emperor... And, and, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say regarding Leia, right? In this one, I actually don't know how to feel about it because it's like, I almost feel like it's a moment of brilliance in the writing. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like, damn, is this really the tribute that you guys gave to Leia? You know what I mean? Like, so, like, her death scene was so kind of like instant and it was just like it almost like made like it was like an emotionless death you know what i mean like there was like it, i just felt like there was no impact behind it well and like and i remember thinking that in the film and i'm like sitting there thinking i'm like and it really like bugged me and i was just like i don't know if i'm mad about this or if i'm like like they wanted it to be settled. Like, they didn't want this, like, big grand, like, oh, hey, look, the actor for, Car- you know, Carrie Fisher, like, you know, she passed away in real life. Right. I feel like, like, when she became one with the Force, that moment was less impactful than, like, when Ray and them returned and then, like, found out that she had passed. Like, but that even that, like, kind of happened fast, you know? Like, right. we have we have a whole... we have whole- like... We have like a whole ass scene in in the Phantom Menace, and another whole ass scene in Return of the Jedi, where like 
you know, we're burning, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn's body and burning Darth Vader's body, like, as a ritual, and then we just, like, let, we don't do anything for Leia. We don't have a funeral. We don't do anything, right? Like, it's weird. Right, yeah, exactly, dude. That's why I'm just, like, it was just so kind of over that they're, like, they almost, like, wanted to skip over it. And it's just, like, I feel like the justice wasn't given to her. So it's, like, it kind of makes me angry. Yeah. So it's like, well, I don't know, dude. It's just, like, such a weird feeling in your life with you because it's, like, you do know that she, you know, passed away in your life. And then, you know, obviously you're going to kill her character and stuff. And it was, like, such an interesting kind of way to, like, have her go. But then there was, like, no, like you said, there was no, like, ritual. There was, like, no, like, memorial. And we didn't really stick around for the credits. <laughs> Did they not even, like, give her, like, a credit scene, like, in uh, memory of? Uh, they, I, they yeah, might. I think that is some bullshit. Dude. I think they did on the Last Jedi. I don't know if they did in this movie. Dude, uh, if they didn't, that is some bullshit because they should have. Dude. That's wrong, dude. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like anybody, like if if uh, I, I feel like any, any, so any member. Well, one, it definitely should have been Carrie for sure because like it was so recent. But, I don't know, dude. It's just, like, it really bugs me, dude. I'm just, like, everything felt so... That's the best way to put this. It's, like, there was just some really fucking cool moments in the movie. But then a lot of things are so hollow and emotionless that you're just, like, okay. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, I've heard other people characterize it that way, too. That, it like, it like everything kind of just feels emotionless. And then, but, like, where that person lost credibility with me is someone said, like, it's like the fight with Darth Maul at the end of Phantom Menace. Like, it's cool, but there's no emotion to it. I'm like, well, there doesn't really need to be, does there? Like, it's just fucking badass. Like, right? <laughs> I mean, it isn't talking about no, it is. Because he fucking sits there and kills Fog on Jim, Right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then fucking. Yeah, and Obi- then fucking Obi Wan. That totally needs to be. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Fucking mean there's no fucking emotion there, dude. He yeah, really I agree. He fucking screamed out, dude. Like, he was like in physical, like. Like, he was just, like, emotionally fucked. Yeah. And he was so angry that, like, at least, like, I don't know, I disagree with that. I don't know. But no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. Um, like, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie... Yeah, I feel like, overall, this movie, like, it just suffered so harshly. And, and, and to be fair, right, this movie, from the beginning, it was already set to fail, right? How can you possibly make a film that's supposed to be the ending chapter to a fucking, you know... Something that's been yeah being made for like forty years. How long now? Yeah, 40, 42 40 years. years. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's an impossible it's to task. Wrap up every single little detail, right? It's supposed to wrap up every little detail, every little thing, every little story within there in this last film, right? And it already had gaping holes with its with its own trilogy, right? With its own trilogy, right? And then you. <laughs> You essentially bring back things and it's like they do a really piss poor job of explaining it. And I know how Palpatine is, but a lot of other people don't know how. Right. Well, I mean, even back to to Leia, like it's a small thing, but like it, it's really confusing. Why? Like she she obviously dies using the rest of her power to get to to send a message to Ben, right? And right, yeah. and then 
I don't know if she sends the like the force projection of Han Solo or if Ben like it's part of his subconscious or something. We don't know that. It's not really made clear. But she dies around that time. But why does she not become yeah. one with the force until Ben becomes one with the force? Because Ben is redeemed at that moment. He's not redeemed after he does all this other stuff. Like, you know, right. like, why does she not, like, why can she not fully rest and become one with the Force until Ben does? Like, why does Ben need to right. die for her to become, like, it's a small detail, but, like, it's still confusing. Like, the timing. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, on to the Emperor. Yeah, I understand, and you understand, but I think it can still be confusing to people how he's back, despite him kind of explaining it. Right, yeah. So... Uh, I don't know the exact words that that this, and I found this out not because I read it, because like I watched a lot of Star Wars like YouTube videos and stuff, mm. and they helped explain it. <laughs> but I knew this before the film, you know. So it's like when I seen it, I was like, okay, I get that. Right. And I'm like, does anybody else understand this? Like, yeah. Like, well, this is so poorly explained. I was like, I know how, but they didn't explain it. I'm just like, what? Like. So basically, there's like another Sith Lord that like for like I think like hundreds of years, dude, like just like continuously stole other people's life forces and like continued to like live. Like he basically figured out the whole in- immortality aspect of life, pretty much, and it's like achievable through the Force. Right. Yeah. So so what 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 he says and what well. What Palpatine says in the movie is, you know, the dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities, some consider to be unnatural, which is a callback to in Revenge of the Sith, where he's explaining the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise, to Anakin, where he talks about how Darth Plagueis learned how to manipulate midi-chlorians to create life, um, which is, you know, we're supposed to say, oh, okay, so he's saying he's back and he's alive because he's learned how to you manipulate midi-chlorians to make life or to yeah. suck life from other people. But, you know, when you think about it, he was thrown down a shaft of the Death Star and we saw a big explosion. And so how is he alive? Really, how is he alive? Or was that Emperor a clone? Or did, you know... I, I, who, yeah, there's like, so many more questions you have like, surrounding it. And it's just like... Right, or is it like Voldemort, then, where like okay. some part of his soul lived on, and like he was able right. to find a and new like, body? They, and they, they perfectly explain it. They explain the, the process of you know, I mean, like they explain all that stuff. Right. And but this is just like pissed poorly, like quickly washed over, and you're just like supposed to buy it, and you're just like, what? Are you even alive? Like, yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Right, and like I feel like they. not mentioned, dude. I told you, you fucker, dude. This shit is a fucking remake of the original fucking series. <laughs> this fucker, instead of I am your father, I am your grandfather. I'm <laughs> like, dude, right? Way to be super fucking original, by the way. Yeah, like I, I hate the idea of like I'm sorry, like this is something I don't like. Like even though I enjoy the movie, I don't enjoy that we make our universe smaller still like why does everyone have to be related to each other like can't we make like i understand we have to be connected to the skywalkers because it's part of the skywalker saga but we're done with palpatine like why does ray have to be a palpatine why can't she just be ray what's wrong with that right dude it almost like loses some of the empowerment right 
because then it's like it almost makes it so you make the world smaller in the sense that it makes it seem like you have to be from a prominent bloodline to have like badass powers, right? Right. Which is not the case. Yeah. Some people are just more special than other people. Dude, and that's literally what it comes down to when it comes down to the the use of the force and like all that stuff. A lot of it is um, discovering new things. A lot of it's training. There's so many different aspects, right? Right. And so then, right, okay, so then I bring up training, right? And this is one of the most confusing fucking parts, right? Because as you know, the Sith follow the power of two. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be that way. But we are already established that it is the power of two, right? Mm-hmm. That there is one that wields the power and, like, one that learns. So there's a master and an apprentice. Right. So when you sit there and reveal that uh, Palpatine is still alive, and then he said that I sent Snoke, so it's like, so it's me technically Snoke, or was Snoke an actual, like, his own person? So then there's three fucking stuff, and then that's just like confusing people because nobody, unless if you read the extended universe, there's so many things that like relate into the extended universe that it, it, it's like you're seriously playing so unfair with the, like the casual audience. Right, yeah. Because they will never fucking understand it unless they go and read those books. Right, and if you, like, this is... I'm telling you... This is the thing, like, me and you used to argue about all the time is like if a story does not stand on its own it's not good you know like if you need all this other material to make it make any sense to you then it's not good it's not a full story and people can still enjoy it and that's fine but it's like so no that that's where i disagree right because what you're saying and what i was saying is, is completely different so because i remember like you know how we used to do that argument we used to refer, I used to refer to a, a, a story doesn't need to be fully told. It can go into another film, and that's okay, like, and on cliffhangers and stuff. And then you that's like what you're saying. But where I think this argument comes in, it's, it's a little bit different because you're relying on other source material, which is different, you know, than continuing into a sequel. Right. Or a trilogy. Well, okay. You know what I mean? That, that's... Yeah, that's yeah, a little yeah. bit different, in my opinion. In my opinion, you can you can tell me if I'm wrong. No, 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 no. But, you're uh, you're right. My 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 issue with cliffhangers is it's a beginning of a new story. Like the the, the even a mo- a story that continues, there should be still a self-contained story within that film. Um, that yeah. that you know, there's a beginning, middle, and end, and then it continues. If there's a cliffhanger that just ends on the first beat of the next movie, then I don't like those, which is a personal preference. Um, but. Yeah, well, no, I, I get what you're saying. And technically, it's like, this is supposed to be the end, but it wasn't even ended. Right. It's, like, so confusing. Yeah, this, this, All we did is just carry, literally, they said, this is going to be uh, the end of the Skywalkers. I think they meant that in a very literal sense, as in they killed everyone off. Right. They didn't mean that it was, like, the story was wrapped up, because that story was not wrapped up. They literally just killed everyone. <laughs> I find it kind of funny, right? <laughs> it's like, what? It's just like, I mean, can you really expect anything else? It's just like, whatever, dude. Right. Well, and again, it's another thing that doesn't really make sense because 
Palpatine sucks life out of Rey and Kylo to bring him back to, you know, look younger and get more power. But, like, they're fine. Now they're back up and fighting and everything's okay. And then Kylo falls down into a hole and comes back up. And then he gives some of his life force to Rey and he dies. <laughs> like, what? Right, dude. Dude, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, that shit did not make fucking sense, dude. Because, like, there's no indication that he was, like, running low on life force, right? Like, unless if I... And Rey gave him yeah. some of her life force earlier in the movie. Like, right, dude. So then, uh, that's why I'm like, I'm like, dude, it leaves you so fucking confused, dude. You're just like, what? How did that kill him? Okay, and then they play super unfair with the audience with his use of the force. <laughs> they they change they change all the rules of the force, right? Like, because I mean, they indicate that the dark side yields the, the you know leads you down the path that to abilities and things that you didn't even think were possible. Right. So it's like, that's kind of just like, it's like a one-off sentence, and then, like, they, like, implement it, right? So it's like, it's kind of weird, right? Right. In my opinion. Yeah, and especially, like, because it's still conflicting with what we are already, like, if you even go back to Empire Strikes Back, Luke asks Yoda directly, is the dark side stronger? And Yoda says, no, it's not. You know, like, it's just, it's more aggressive, and it, it works off of different emotions than the light side. But then, like, now all of a sudden, like, we know Palpatine is trying to manipulate Anakin when he tells him about how powerful the dark side is. So we can't really trust him. But then they make it, like, canon, and we're like, oh, look how much powerful we are. Like, but you're not. Right. And then, dude, it's, like, so confusing because, like, like, when? There's so many things. It's, like, so confusing, dude. Like, oh my god. Like, I mean, obviously you have a greater understanding of, like, what's kind of possible with the Force. But even from what I've read, like, some of the shit that they did was just like, what? Yeah. There's a a lot of what things. Like, to me, Rey as a Palpatine is a terrible idea. Like, I don't even think they should have brought the Emperor back. That is straight up the laziest piece of shit writing I've ever written. (laughs) I was just like... So I was yeah. about this basically just being a fucking remake of the original series. I feel like... They just changed minor details. Like, I feel like... Like, the outline is all the same, dude. You, you fucking look at it, dude. The outline is the fucking same, dude. <laughs> and, like, it fucking... I called it after the fucking Force Awakens, dude. And then you're like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and then you're like, fucking the last Jedi, you're like, okay, maybe. And now I'm just like, okay. Well... That is, like, undoubtedly, dude. I feel like... Fucking, yeah, well, with The Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams played it really safe. I still think it's like, we're, we see similar things, but we're moving in a new direction. And then with The Last Jedi, like, literally Ryan Johnson took so many risks, and I think that's why people hated it so much. Like, he tried to do so many new things or different things, like, that people just were like, what the fuck is this? This is not Star Wars. And then with this movie, like, J.J. Abrams is trying to say, no, 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 we're still Star Wars, but we're still trying some new things, but like, it's still playing very safe. And like, I think because Ryan Johnson killed Snoke, JJ Abrams like, well, what am I going to do now? I guess we have to bring back the emperor. Like when you didn't have to, there's so many other options. And like, I I love the, the Ben solo redemption story. I think it's, it's one of the things that works the best with this movie. But at the same time, I was convinced after 
he killed Snoke and after he assumed the title of, you know, supreme leader, that he was not going to be redeemed. That he is this he is the villain. So why do we need the emperor? Why not just, you know, finish I I like what they did, but you could have then brought in another somebody like you know, we we yeah, see yeah. other people running the first order, which is another thing that I had to do a lot of research and backstory research to figure out what the fuck is going on because it's so confusing to me yeah. that the re- the rebels won, defeated the empire, and thirty years later the empire quote unquote the the first order is in control again somehow. Like, why are, why do we need a resistance when we are in charge of the fucking republic? I don't get it. Right. So I had to research all this shit to figure out exactly how the first order got all their power and why they're so significant because it's never explained in the movies. And that is frustrating. Dude, exactly, dude. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> dude, so, like, one thing that, like, was, like, absurd to me that <laughs> just, like, they play something there. So, because, like, I just wanted to bring it full circle with the whole use of the force, right? And mm-hmm. I was, like, totally, like, backtracking a little bit. But, like, I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no, no worries, no worries. So, so two two major things, right, with the Force in this in this film that you're just like, what? You know, unless if you watched the Mandalorian first. Oh yeah. Which have you watched it? I finished it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't watched the latest episode, the one that came out Friday, but like the episode that aired the same day as the last. I mean, uh, the, the, the day before, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, you see Baby Yoda, like, heal uh, our boy from dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Yep. Or, no, 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 not from dead, but, like, you see him heal, right? Right. That's the first time I've ever seen that happen, right? Am I wrong? Uh, have, so, you, have you ever seen uh, in a film? Not in, not the, in a in film, no. In a film. No, never okay. in a film. So, I've never read it in, I mean, my, my, uh, Reading is a lot less comp- like uh, extensive as yours, but from what I've read, I've never seen that either. So, with that being said, if you haven't even watched The Mandalorian, you still don't know that's possible. And you're just like, what? <laughs> what just happened? When did this become possible? Right? And then, without even, or uh, first, okay, so first, what they did was the whole passing of an actual object, right? Right. They, they kind of indicated that when it was like the uh, when when Ben was trying to figure out where Ray was and then he sees the Darth Vader match and goes, oh, that's where you are. Right. But that's just like them uh, using the Force to project like mental warfare, essentially. Because like we know that's possible, right? But I do not know that you can actually fucking use the force to grab an object out of fucking thin air, dude. When he grabbed the lightsaber, I was like, what? I think like, it... I knew it was coming almost. Like, I almost knew that it was going to happen, but I'm still like, what the fuck, dude? When it happened, I'm like, what? Well, I, I think they did indicate that it was possible when... Because in The Last Jedi, which I haven't watched in like two years, so I don't remember everything, but I do remember when... Um, he tried to have, like, him and Ray were, like, doing their little force connection thing, and, like, when the conversation ended, he had rain on his gloves when it was raining where she was. So, like... Oh, okay. Um, okay, maybe, maybe, then. I don't know, though. I it's think... It's still kind of weird how it all works, and, like, they thinking no doubt of explanation, explaining how that works, and it's just like, dude, that's, like, frustrating to me. 
Well, it's also it's also going against what they told us in the Last Jedi, where Snoke says he created that connection between them. Whether or not now they know how to use it, so they can manage it or whatever. Like, but if Snoke is gone, how can they? You know, how do they even know how to connect? Right? Like, is Palpatine still forcing him to connect? No. Like, he wouldn't do that. That sounds stupid. Like, we don't really know what's happening. So. We just know, yeah. And with the like force, with the force healing, I think you're gonna get one or three reactions. You're gonna get people who, like you, are like, okay, come on, like, really? You're gonna have people that just sit there and roll their eyes, and then you're gonna have people that are like, oh shit, dude, that's fucking tight. Like, again, it's Star Wars. Nobody's gonna not ever. You're not gonna ever have one. Like, you're never gonna please everybody. So. Right. You know, but it's just like, dude, this like thing, like, let me wrong, dude, like, you just swept up in like everything, dude, and like at the time, like, oh, dude, this is like interesting, you know. But I will say, there is one thing, dude, and it fucking fascinated me, bro. Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 and okay, to be fair, it took a lot of research, dude, after the film mm-hmm. to figure all this out. So basically, Ray is a great Jedi, dude. Yes. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll make sure we're on the same page here, dude. Because I'm like, dude, there's no way she's not a great Jedi, right? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> and, like, you get the indication that she is a great Jedi. And, and, and to our audience, you're like, what the fuck is a great Jedi? I'm going to explain in just a second. Just, just hold your fucking horse, right? All right. You get the indication in A Last Jedi that she is a great Jedi. Uh, but it doesn't come full circle till the end, till a lightsaber, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you get more indication, so you get a first indication when she's on the island with Luke, and she, like, taps into the dark side. And then you get um, more indication throughout the film where she's still able to kind of pretty much inherently tap both sides. And then at the end, you're just like, with the lightsaber and it's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't explain any of that, right? No, no. And you're just like left wondering, like, what? <laughs> okay. So for anybody who's very confused, what what is a gray Jedi? What, what does that mean? Basically, it's in the middle of being a Jedi and a Sith. You, you basically, you use both sides. And that's what Ray does throughout the film. She taps into the dark side many, many times using rage. Then she fights back against it. She uses the light side. She uses dark side, light side, dark side, blah, 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 right? Yes. So, one thing about, uh, so, something you guys should all know. Basically, Jedi, the history of a Jedi, dude, they basically inherently do nothing until they absolutely have to, right? Like, they don't get involved in, like, politics and stuff unless if, basically, unless if Sith are involved with it, right? Then they'll, they'll, they're very much a reactionary kind of uh, people, like, you know, set of people. So the Sith are more, like, aggressive. They, like, take charge. They take what they want and all this stuff. So a great Jedi is somewhere that's somewhere, like, in between. They use both sides of the the force as they see fit right. and like they're more they're more a lot of the time they're more geared towards the light side a little bit 
but like they're like they don't follow like the Jedi code. Like for instance, like they get they use the force in order to make a difference and get involved, essentially. Right. And agree with me or disagree with me, Qui-Gon was also great Jedi, right? Yeah, more or less. Like I mean, he kind of just didn't give a fuck what the council had to say, you know, like. He, yeah, he yeah. was going to do what he, he wanted. He was inherently into the light side of everything, but he totally never followed the Jedi code. Like, right. He always like, went against the council and stuff, and you're not supposed to do that sort of thing as a Jedi. Yeah, I mean, we, we're even told from like Mace Windu, like, you know, we're, we're protectors of the peace, we're not warriors, uh, like, we're not soldiers, like, that's not what the Jedi are. And then even in um, Empire Strikes Back, when Luke and Yoda first meet, Luke says, I'm looking for a great warrior. And Yoda says, wars not make one great. You know? Like, you know, like, right. we, we're told the Jedi are are supposed to be these peacekeepers and, and everything else. Like, they, they aren't sitting there until they're forced to, with the Clone Wars, like, taking action. But right. we don't know, we, like, we never learn anything about gray Jedi or anything like that or, or right. you know. So, like, in, in, inherently, like, the, the reveal at the end is, like, super unfair. Because unless like I said, dude, this film, more than any of the other films, I feel like, grab heavily into the extended universe and pull a lot of ideas from the extended universe and implement them. Right. And, like, it's, like, it's cool, but you have to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> I think like, people are going to see it. In this film. People who, like, this is, this is the thing we do talk about a lot, is, like, people who get it are going to be like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. But people who don't, if like if they're not going to understand it and they're going to be lost, then it's a bad choice. You have to explain these things. Whereas like you know, you know, I believe that you can see you can watch the Mandalorian without having watched Star Wars and still like kind of get it right. But people who have seen oh, yeah. Star Wars, they're going to get so much more out of it. But it still works as its own thing. And if it doesn't, then you need to change it to so that it does right. Right. So like. That's just kind of where we're at, and and with with Ray, okay, we're gonna we're me and you need to explain this to Daniel because Daniel, who is colorblind, tried to tell me that Ray's lightsaber at the end was one hundred percent green. Oh my lord! And I said, Daniel, it was yellow. That's what was so <laughs> significant yellow. about it. And he's like, No, dude, I I was green. I'm like, Dude, you're fucking colorblind. What do you know? He's like, Dude, I can see green and yellow. Okay. Yeah, dude, there's, like, a special, and, like, dude, there's, like, a lot of different, like, meanings, but, like, and I'm still kind of discovering the meaning of, like, the yellow, right? Like, I'm still kind of learning about it. Yeah, well, and again, and like, all the meanings, cool. all the meanings come from either fan theories or extended universe. Like, nothing is ever confirmed within a movie, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, it's all extended universe, uh, but even, like, Palpatine always feared, uh, you know, um, force users that had, uh, like a yellow, mm-hmm. um, a yellow, uh, lightsaber. Yeah. Because, like, they're inherently different and stuff like that. Like, there's, like, a whole thing about it, which we really don't have time to explain every other yeah. thing. You guys should definitely go on YouTube and, oh man, I wish I remembered the fucking name of these YouTube because I found some really good people. I do a really good job explaining a lot of extended universe stuff. Mm-hmm. But like we said, you know, you can't just be like, I'm going to take this concept from the extended universe, play super unfair with anybody who hasn't read the extended universe stuff, 
and then decide to implement the idea. Well, especially especially because when Disney bought Star Wars, they said none of the extended universe is canon. It it's not you know for what we're making, it doesn't exist. So people who would have been interested don't care anymore. Like, and then you incorporated right. so much of it into this movie that you're gonna lose a lot of people. But dude, and it was like fucking drenched in here. Yeah, I think they were so scared about losing the audience and like two two characters I feel like except for the Palpatine reveal mm-hmm. so they took risks with like Ben I feel like his story arc was good I actually wouldn't say necessarily was a risk but they definitely took a risk with Ray's story arc other than the Palpatine reveal yeah but like in the strange even things like her being a great Jedi, all this stuff and whatnot, and like yeah. brilliant concepts, but they just have like poor execution of like explanations and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I... Do, it does like breathe like an interesting reaction because now you want to know, like, okay, what does that mean? Right. You know, like, other than because anybody who doesn't know about lightsabers, because she, she, that was her first own lightsaber, right? That was like her lightsaber. Yeah, because the no other lightsaber yeah. was actually hers, right? Right. Yeah, she was always using somebody else's lightsaber. So right. anybody who knows how lightsaber works, as we see called kyber crystals, kyber crystals bind with the uh, the Jedi. Yeah, and they take color based off of you. They basically meld with you, you know. So, like, the fact that she always had a blue lightsaber and stuff with, like, loops and layers and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Like, she never had her own, so... That was, like, the reveal. That was, like, the, the clue, okay, she's a great Jedi for sure. Which is, like, hella interesting, dude. I'm just like, dude, that's so cool, you know? Because, honestly, I forgot what the quote of, like, you know, like, there's the Sith, mm-hmm. you know, decree, and then there's the Jedi decree. Mm-hmm. Well, Great Jedi also have a decree as well. Right. And it's like a mix of both of them, and it's like super cool. You have to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Great Jedi are kind of like nothing now. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, again, like, we're talking about all this stuff that, like, is alluded to, but, like, people who have, you know, mo- you can't ask your audience to do that much work, you know? So that's why the movie. Yeah, not, most people are not willing to, dude. You only. I, I spent. I spent countless hours watching these videos, by the way. Right. Like, it wasn't just, like, a one or two hour video that I just said, I had to watch X, Y, and Z uh, video that led to another X, Y, and Z video that led to the video that I initially found. And I was like, okay, that makes sense here. Mm-hmm. And then now that I found this one, and then that led to the next one, okay, that makes sense. And all of a sudden, it's like, it was a ridiculous amount of research, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, you know, like, let's talk a little bit about actually, like, what's in the movie. You know, you mentioned you like, you know, most array stuff. I, I agree. Like, aside from the Palpatine thing and then her adopting the name of Skywalker at the end, like, I get it. I just don't like it, you know? Like, I, why can't she just be Ray? Like, why couldn't she just be, like, just Ray? So... I almost feel like it's, like, more powerful if, like, she just, like, comes from another way. She's just, like, the original person. Yeah, it is. Like, and I think that's what like, Ryan Johnson was trying to do. Like, anybody, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, you can be special. But, like, they're like, nope, you're special because you're a Palpatine, and you're special because the Skywalkers took interest in you. 
Like, okay. Yeah. Like, it just feels like a weaker choice to me. Like, and I also didn't really understand yeah, her burying the lightsabers on Tatooine, a planet that Luke hated and Leia has no association with. Like, is it right. just just because we are familiar with it? <laughs> like, it's because where the story began. Right. So that's where it ends. Okay, it makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I get it from a writer standpoint, but it's like it's so lazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like the reveal makes more questions. Okay, what happens to right now? Yeah. Um, like, what happens now? Like, is it, like it almost feels like neither should be more movies. But I don't want more movies for that. I want more movies if it has to deal with the Grey Jedi. Sure, I'm all for that. Right. Yeah, the other thing that we're, you know, we're not told in this movie, but J.J. Abrams has told us in an article, is what did Finn want to tell Ray? Do you know? Right, exactly, dude. Do you you know what Finn wanted to tell Ray? That he loved her. No, well, see, I think that's what most people are going to draw the conclusion. And because it's not explained in the movie and you constantly see Ray, I mean, Finn, like always like drooling over Ray, that's what you're going to assume. And that's valid because they don't tell you. But what J.J. Abrams has told us in an interview is that Finn wanted to tell Ray that he's force sensitive. And that's why he was always concerned about her because he could feel her like in trouble and stuff. That's bullshit. Um, but again, it's something that we're not that, told. That doesn't work though, because I understand that only works if and only if Jim is the only deserter, right? But now yeah. we find that there's more deserters. Yeah, they're on that like planet so because right. So then there's nothing like inherently special about. How or why Finn ever deserved within he felt bad about everything. Right. Yeah. It's a that he's forced to do. That's bullshit. Right. Um, you know, show me a scene, please, because I've watched the other movies recently. And I would like to know where, what scene that I completely missed showing him being force sensitive. Yeah, aside from in The Rise of Skywalker where he's always like, oh, Rey's in trouble. Or like always like trying to like think about Rey when she's in dangerous situations. That's it. Because they don't build to this ever. Like, Oh, yeah, because they never built it. That was like a one-off like, attempt right. at it. And it was horribly executed. Like, it's very obvious that they did not have a roadmap or a game plan before they made these three movies. Like it, it's it's incredibly glaring how little they planned out the, these three films. Like, right, it, yeah. But anyway, um, the kiss, right? I, I did the. Did you like that? Did you find it cringeworthy? You know, uh, Ray and no, no, ben kissing. no. I didn't. I mean, I kind of see it coming. Yeah. That like they build the lust for for Finn towards Ray so much that like you're like, oh, they're what about Finn? Because like. You just kind of assume that, like, Ray and Finn are going to end up together, but then, like, Ryan Johnson changed all that in The Last Jedi, and then, like, he built towards yeah. Ray, and, Ray and Ben, you know, Ben. Yeah. And then this movie even totally built towards it, you know? 
Yeah. But then you still have, like, Finn running around like a fucking lush truck idiot. And then they just, like, left wondering, like, okay, what the fuck, but, so, what, because Ben died, Finn's still going to get his chance? Like, we are just, like, left wondering what the fuck happened with that. That was a loose end of the entire That was yeah. lazy writing. And he's just like, what the hell? Like, dude, who approved this movie? Yeah. Fucking seriously. Um, one uh one of the criticisms I also read was like people said the stakes never felt that high. Um, which, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with. I feel like you know there were you know we felt like oh shit you know if these super star destroyers get out there they can destroy all the planets, but why do we why do we care so much about destroying planets? Still, I don't get it. Like, I know you want to keep the star systems in line and destroy the planet, and then everybody else will be like, oh no, they're the bosses, we can't upset them, we have to comply, but, like, uh, uh, okay, whatever. Um, and then, then what happens when, when nobody complies and all the planets are just fucking destroyed and now they have nobody to do over. Right. It's, it seems like it was, like, overkill to have that many ships just, like, chilling, dude. Yeah. It was, like, fucking overkill as fuck, dude. We're just like, what? Yeah, I mean... It didn't make sense because then, like, like, the whole, like, plan to, like, destroy the receiver, but then there's one ship that they don't ever really indicate is an actual, like, different model from any of the other ships. So why couldn't they just, like, transmit from a different ship? Well, and then they made it seem like that ship actually got the the transmission, and so they don't need that tower anymore to send the transmission, and they destroy the tower, but the ship is fine. Like, but then all this, I don't get it. Like, something else could have happened. Like, it, it doesn't really make sense. Again. Yeah, I mean, but like, you know, it's cool to see like, the, you know, the lightsaber battle between Ray and Kylo was cool and seeing Billy Dude, D. Williams. One of the coolest fucking scenes and then they lifted the legs from us so quickly because it's like abruptly ends and then just like Ray bounces and then like you're left with like friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I was enjoying like the battle, you know, and then they just stop it. Right. And I was like, no. Yeah. It it was, you know, it's great to see uh, Billy D. Williams back as Lando. Like, I enjoyed that. Um, Just like this, it's a movie like similar to Phantom Menace and similar to Attack of the Clones. It has cool moments, but overall, they're not good movies, right? So. You know, you can enjoy them and whatever else, but this this movie I think also just fails because it's the third movie of a trilogy. It's the ninth movie of a saga. It has so much to do, and there was no plan for it. So right. and and it failed to do a it lot of the things it needed to. Right, they just didn't allot themselves enough time and over the planet. They just like going back to back years, and then they skipped a year and. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, this movie is retconning the Last Jedi," which I don't really agree with. But what I do think is that the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi both kind of served as setup films, but night, but they don't work. Like they they weren't advancing the story together. They were both starting new stories. So this movie now has to wrap yeah. up two other stories. So, exactly. like, it, 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 no, it's, it's just, yeah, um, so, 
I don't know. I feel like as a whole, this trilogy, I, I feel like that's where we're at now is we have to talk about how did the trilogy work? And I don't think it really does work. Like the force awakens was, was good. I, I liked it. But after that, their movies, I enjoy even the last Jedi I en- I enjoy, but like, it doesn't really work as one full cohesive story. Um, but again, uh, people hated the prequels, like when they came out, which I was totally unaware of. Cause I saw them when I was like, you know, revenge of the Sith came out when I was 11. So, and then I saw mm-hmm. Phantom Menace when I was five. So, you know, I was unaware of all the people bickering and arguing about how bad these movies were. And as a kid, I just loved them because it's star Wars and it's more star Wars and we get cool lightsaber battles. It was fucking awesome. Um, but then you learn people actually hated them. But now 15 years after revenge of the Sith, people actually like those movies quite a bit. So where are we going to be in another 15 years? Are people going to all of a sudden love these movies? Is is there going to be some legacy to them where when they come out, people hate them and later on people like them. What do you think? Um, yeah, probably. Like, I just think a lot of people nowadays would love to be on the opposite spectrum of things, and they just love to argue about everything. Of course, of course. But it, it's just hard to live with it. You know, it's like, I think a lot of people don't have their own opinion, to be honest. I think they seem like it's a mainstream of opinion or the opposite spectrum of the mainstream, and they, they just choose a side, right? Yeah. Well, and the, the problem is, like... like they, it's it's like the film, right? They set up these things and then they don't explain it. That's like fans in their opinions. They don't explain why they don't like it. They just say it's not Star Wars. That, right. That's not an answer. Yeah, I, it's I, really not. I think yeah. where it comes from, like, is people have different ideas, but nobody wants to challenge their own ideas. Like, where, yeah, yeah. like people when people ask, like, like literally, like my my fiance didn't like A New Hope. But she likes Empire Strikes Back. But when she when she wasn't really enjoying Star Wars, I thought to myself, why do I love Star Wars so much? Is there something inherently great about Star Wars that makes me love it? And I, you know, I had to think about it. And as I thought about it, I remember all the reasons I love it. What it's taught, what it taught me as a kid. Uh, you know, I had to think: Do I only like Star Wars because I watched it as a kid and it's nostalgia? Is that why I like Star Wars? You know, when I really think about it, I find other reasons why I enjoy it. But I don't think people do that self reflection enough. They just hold one opinion. And, like, out of context, that opinion works. But then when you put it in the context of the real world or anything else, it doesn't make any sense. And nobody wants to change or admit they're wrong or admit they don't know because it's better to it's better to have an opinion and hold it strongly than to admit that you actually have no fucking idea what you're talking about and do the research to come to your own conclusion. Right. I don't get it. But, like, that's... That's what it is. Like, if you see people argue on Twitter or Facebook, you read a lot of things that you're like, that's total and utter bullshit. Like, that these people are saying. And if they did any research, they'd, they'd find out that what they're saying is true in a bubble, but in context, it's not. And then, like, I'm not going to sit there and explain that to them because I don't want to argue with people because I know how it's going to go. So, like... You know, or even I'll see something that I don't agree with and I'll look it up or like, you know, whatever, because it's better to admit you don't know. Like me and you had this conversation because, you know, you asked me a question about something um, having to do with impeachment. And, you know, there's no shame in having to ask somebody or do research to find something out. Instead, people just assume things and, you know, argue about it without and never, never fold. So I don't get it. Whatever. This is what happens. 
<laughs> so like even us like we don't agree you and i don't agree on everything about star wars but you let me have my opinion and i let you have your opinion and we're not toxic about it but you know we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about how s- stupid some people's opinions are but we don't tell them they can't have that opinion we just explain why we don't have that opinion so right yeah i don't know but yeah, um I, mean, I, I just think like people are so afraid to challenge their own opinion because they're so afraid of being wrong right you know or looking like in their opinion like i think a lot of people's opinion like they think that if if their original opinion wasn't right or if they now change their opinion that makes them look stupid yeah but but people are so afraid of that so they just stick to their ground yeah no and... matter lack of evidence lack of like logical debate backing or anything like, it doesn't matter. People will stick to what they believe, and that's that. That's why I challenge, I challenge anybody that says, like, the DC films are good, like Man of Steel and BBS and stuff, well, why? Right. Why are they good? Please explain to me. Yeah, yeah. I can point out a million things wrong with them, even while they're fucking hilarious. Right, and, and again. like this film, I'm pointing out a lot of things that it just completely just doesn't work, and was a fucking subpar movie at best. Yeah. Some really cool themes, some really cool action and and you know special effects and, and music and stuff. Doesn't make it a good film. Right, and that's the thing is like, a lot of people are gonna see this movie and they're just gonna not think about it ever again. They're just be like, oh yeah, I liked it, which you know I did, but then I think about it as well, and I'm. As, as I think about it or, like, hear other people's opinions, I don't say, well, you're wrong because I liked it. Like, I, I listen to it and I think about it. Do I agree with them or no? No, not really. Or, yeah, I agree with that. Like, it's okay to to feel like that. But, you know, I, I think, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you know, it's like people people get so caught up in what they think and then if you don't agree with them, you're wrong. But, like, how do you ever progress if you can't come to some kind of understanding or or think logically about some things like i admit that i love star wars and i love the i love the rise of skywalker even though i've said bad things about it because i love star wars but again i'm not gonna be blinded by that and be like you're wrong for hating this movie for all the logical reasons you've expressed like right (laughs) like and and i don't think you even you like you know me and you we agree on a lot of the problems with the movie you don't hate the movie uh, from what i'm gathering you just wish that it accomplished what it should have accomplished or explained things that it should have and it would have been much more interesting right i think it's such an incomplete story <laughs> right right and again it's like i don't hate it by any means but i was not good <laughs> right I, I i will tell you guys it's not a good story and it's not really a good movie but i still loved it and that's okay like this is how it is. Um, do we have to do all the, you know, the the classic ranking Star Wars movies or top five now? Or are we going to do any of that? Do we care? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I think this, it, it, as far as where this movie would fall, for me, it's somewhere uh, probably, probably like seven or six out of nine. So take that for what you will. Um, but yeah, anything else? Uh, 
Oh no no no! I was saying uh, seven or nine, like you know, out of the tr- out of the saga. You know, oh, like okay, okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I put it like yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, because but, like I love some of the ideas that they introduce you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, kind of like teenage guys. I'm sorry. Okay, let it go. Letter grade, uh, enjoyment a B plus. Uh, actual quality of like story and movie, uh, like a C minus or D plus. Interesting, interesting. What did I remember? Uh, I mean, I just kind of enjoy it. Like, I think as a grade for a movie, it was a solid B. Yeah, I think it's pretty fair to the B. <laughs> yeah. Because I just think it's like so incomplete, and like I've just spent the entire podcast explaining why I believe that. And yeah. Like, even though there's like some really great things about the film, that doesn't change the fact that so many things are left unexplained, so many things are left unwrapped up, you know? That how can you possibly give this, this movie a B? How can you maybe get a C to be honest? Like, maybe, maybe. If you if you presented a good argument, I could accept a C from this film, but nothing higher than that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it, to me, impossible. Yeah. No, no I, I understand because... That highly of the story, the plot, and everything. Yeah. Like, I- yeah, I get it because the most important things about a movie are the story and the plot. <laughs> you know, like, and I, you know, I give this movie credit where it probably shouldn't get credit. Like, I don't think movies deserve credit for doing the things they should do. Like in this day and age, movies should be beautiful. They should have great special effects. And if they don't, then that's a really bad problem. Like they, it's they just should because that that technology exists. And in if special effects are bad in a movie. Like, it's, it's bad. If they're great, like, you don't really get credit for that. You shouldn't get credit for that, right? So, right. like... I think you do, should get credit for maybe music. Yeah. Know, I mean, acting. I can't really take away any points, you know, I, for, like... I do, I, you know, acting-wise, the movie was great. I think. Unless... I feel like the movie just really struggles when it comes to the the writing and the plot. And I think a lot of people might miss it like we did initially because of how fast the story moves. And I think it's okay for a story to, to move fast, but you have to give time and, and beats for the emotional moments or, or anything else to really settle in. Like this is one of the things I talked about with the first Spider-Man, the um, Marvel did um, homecoming, like everything Every shot feels like it enters one beat early and stays one beat late. And it's really cool how, like, the emotional resonance that certain things have because you're sat there with it for that extra beat. Whereas this movie, it's just like, go, 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 go. And, like, you never have any moment to process what's happening. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I agree. (laughs) But. Yeah, so. 
Um, that, that wraps up our discussion. Make sure you guys share your thoughts with us. Um, you know, all we, we, we're very accepting of everyone's opinions, uh, you know, on Twitter, uh, at nerdy boys review. Yeah. So make no, sure you, but if your opinion differs from mine, that's fine. But I'm just saying, I would have challenged the fuck out of you. <laughs> and like, I might come at you hard and it might seem kind of harsh. Just like, you know, just like anything else. Like, if you express your opinion, you gotta be ready to freaking defend your stance on whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And, hey, guys, like, you've listened to this podcast, I'm sure, for a while. You know Scott does the same thing to me. He'll challenge me. Why do I think this? And, you know, if I can't give him an answer that, you know, I have to really, you know, you know, have a meeting with myself to uh, figure out why I hold certain thoughts and opinions. So, uh, right. just, but that's, that's what it is. I mean, that's, it's important to, to grow by challenging yourself. So, um, yeah, follow us on the socials at Nerdy Boys Reviews on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Nerdy Boys Review. You know, check us out, guys. And, uh, okay. yeah, um, that's everything we have for you. So thanks for tuning in. And we are your hosts. I'm Nerdy Boy Christian. And I'm Nerdy Boy Scott. And as always, we have oh, one message for you, and that is stay, stay nerdy, nerdy boys. boys.